Portions of the following program may be pre-recorded. The following program is sponsored by the National Prayer Chapel.
Welcome to Pilgrim's Progress. I'm Pastor Ray Greenley from the National Prayer Chapel. We're coming very close to the Jordan River as as Pilgrim's Progress talks about it. Where we will face whether or not we can enter into the promised land, heaven, with Jesus for eternity. I want to share some things today that may frighten you. We are about to enter days of desolation. We have Perhaps this quarter, where things will be fairly normal. But then, the collapse comes. War will come. And America will face utter desolation. It's vital that you understand what you're connected to or what you're not connected to. I'll explain. I have a great interest in blue water sailing. I love to sail. I've had a small sailboat of my own, but then I've had friends who've had 44-foot Cholis, which I've sailed all over the bay, or larger boats. I call them condos on the water. I love to sail. And so I naturally am drawn to some sailing YouTube videos. Yesterday I was watching one such. It was a young couple in their 30s. They'd made a decision that they were not willing to wait until they had enough money put away to carry them the distance. They said, we can figure out something, but let's go. Two singles, married, They sold their home. They bought a sailboat. They prepped. And then they jumped on board and off they went. Why are they sailing? Well, her explanation was very simple. We're sailing because we want to see the world. We want to enjoy life. We see people who go sailing, but they're so old they aren't safe. They don't have the resources to maintain themselves, even though they waited until they were worn out. That's true. I've seen that as well. And then... They became very serious, 
And they said, but we want to tell you, as they're on a beautiful island offshore somewhere in the Bahamas, we have run out of money, and we don't know what we're going to do. Now, we could make a dash for Florida, where we have family and friends, and we could sell our boat, and we could perhaps have some support from friends while we job search and get back into the whole mix of American life. But we don't want to do that. But we don't know what our options are that could work for us and keep us on our dream of traveling the world. I was meditating about that this morning, thinking about what are their options? Well, they can pick up some side jobs on some islands as they're traveling, perhaps, and make a little bit of money. But that's not going to solve the problem. They have a money problem. And they need to figure out a way to increase the flow of resources. Now, there's another couple that I sometimes watch. And they, too, are are living their dream. They've bought property in the rainforest of Canada. They've set up housing. They then recognize that they really aren't going to be comfortable staying there through the winter rains and the cold. So they traveled south via a sailboat. And they're going to, and are in the process of building a property there, fruit trees and shelter in this beautiful tropical climate on a property that is stunning to look at. They're making probably a little more than $100,000 a year. They're doing fine. Well, what's the difference? Well, they're more creative. They make more interesting videos. And they've attracted more people by their goals. Well, what are their goals? Their goals are to live a wonderful life. They have a child. His name is Fox. They want to live life to the fullest. And they found a way to create an interest so they have a large number of people who follow them. Why am I saying all of this? Because they both have their have their vine that supports them. Their vine comes from the vine of of Sodom and from the fields of Gomorrah. They 
have a self-centered life. They have a hedonistic life. They're not producing something for their kingdom. They're simply enjoying their life and its struggles and its traumas. And so their vine comes from the vine of Sodom and from the fields of Gomorrah. Their grapes are filled with poison and their clusters sometimes with bitterness. One couple has facing the bitterness of not having the money to continue. Do you understand? We all are supported by a vine. And if that vine, we plug into it, it's either going to support us and our lifestyle, or it's not going to. There are only two vines. One is the vine of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. It is the serpent. It is the darkness. And the other is the vine of Jesus Christ. He is not hedonistic. There's a dramatic difference between the vine of the devil and the vine of Jesus Christ. Now let me say something that you're going to need to think about. But every one of you listening to this broadcast are either plugged into the devil's vine where you will have times filled with poison and bitterness or you will be plugged into the vine, Jesus Christ, where there will be peace and joy and life But both will cause you to sacrifice everything for the vine that you are connected to. Now, many of you are connected to the vine of this life, of the devil, but you call yourselves Christians and you earn enough money to support yourself from the world, the flesh, and the devil. And your first goal is to survive on the devil's vine. While others of you have lived and read and understand John, I'll read it for you. John, the 15th chapter. I am the true vine, and my father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit. While every branch that does bear fruit, 
he prunes so that it will be even more fruitful. You see, the vine of the devil is about foliage. It's about the lifestyle. It's about hedonism. It's about being the man. The vine of Jesus Christ has all of the foliage cut off. It's not about foliage. It's about fruit. What is the fruit that you are bearing in your life? And which vine are you connected to? Do you understand? Every person who lives is connected to a vine. That vine trails out behind you. I have followed all of my life the vine, Jesus Christ. It has been with many times intense difficulty and pain because none of us like to have our foliage cut off. The Lord does not support you for appearance or for hedonism, but rather for self-sacrifice, for giving of yourself that others may hear the gospel and live and be filled with the joy of the Lord. Now, the the difficulty we face is that some of you are fully connected to the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. It's about you. It's about your life. It's about what you want, where you want to go. I was talking with one man about his desire to have a wife, and he was explosively explaining to me he knows the kind of woman he wants, and in his mind she will be connected to the vine Jesus. But he has some requirements. She has to be beautiful. She has to be pleasing to him. It's all about him and what he wants and how he feels and how he thinks. He couldn't understand when I said, no, it's not about what you want. It's not about what you feel. It's not about what you think. It's about what Jesus desires for you as the vine of life. Now, please, do you understand what I'm saying to you today? Life flow. I'm speaking specifically money, health, energy. All of those things flow from both vines. You can take your money from the devil. You can take your joy supposedly from Jesus. But in fact, you're not connected to that vine. Your your source is flowing directly out of the devil's vine. 
and many of you have spent your life with the flow of resources out of the devil's vine. How do you know? Because are you serving and drawing that support from a vine that is filled with darkness in your heart? So it's it's supporting you. It's giving you what you want. But you're angry because you're not getting what you want. You can't go where you want to go. You can't do what you want to do. You're not free. I'm in a a situation. I've broken my leg. I'm not free to go where I want to go. I have to use a walker. Much of my time is spent waiting upon the Lord. Now, does that bring joy out of my heart? And do I recognize the sustenance that he sends to me is from his heart? Or am I angry? The difference is spoken of in Deuteronomy chapter 32 when he says, Their vine comes from the vine of Sodom and from the fields of Gomorrah. Their grapes are filled with poison and with clusters with bitterness. Their wine is the venom of serpents, the deadly poison of cobras. So what is the source of your supply? Do you recognize that the source of your supply is coming directly from your waywardness, doing things your way, walking in darkness, not recognizing the fullness of what Jesus has done for you, angry at where you're at and what you're doing or not doing. This John 15 passage is so clear. He says, I am the vine and you are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, that is, if you have utterly given up your own life to Jesus and you no longer have any demands that you're making upon him, you have surrendered, you have submitted, and you recognize that the source of your life is flowing out of Jesus. Now, that doesn't mean you work in a religious organization. You can work in a very secular organization, but it's Jesus who uses that 
to flow his resources to you, his life to you, his, his ways to you, his, his joy to you. And it's that organization that he uses to give you sustenance to live. Now we're facing a desolation in America. Many jobs are going to be gone. Many people are going to die. You are going to be cut off from the vine that is supporting you. Is that all right? Do you know from whence comes your supply and your support? And do you know that if that supply and support is cut off, Jesus will simply transfer it to someone else, to something else, and out of that will flow the goodness of God into your life to carry you You may not have all the pleasures and luxuries that you have now. But do you know without question that Jesus is your source? And that you're not going to starve to death? The desolation is coming, but it's coming against the wicked. Yes? My rent was just increased this month. I was not happy about that. I think it's too high. But I was meditating on that this morning and saying, Lord, if if you allowed my rent to be increased and the desolation comes and it is coming, famine, war, a broken economy, stock market is going to drop precipitously down probably somewhere in the 15,000 range and then continue down to 1 or 2,000. Will I still be all right? Well, it's going to depend on what my vine is. If my vine is Sodom and Gomorrah, no, I'm in deep trouble. Deep trouble. But if my vine is Jesus Christ, I'm good to go. If I die, Jesus is simply taking me home to give me relief from the evil of our day. It's okay. I have no fear. I have no demands. I am clear on on what I'm doing and why. I'm not living a hedonistic life. My eyes are not on what I want and what my pleasure would be. My eyes are on the areas of ministry that he has made me responsible for, number one. For this radio broadcast. I couldn't do it on my own. 
but he moves in the hearts of many of you, and you give hilariously, and I thank you for that. Second, I have the responsibility with my dear brother Ed Pugh for the Internet. The Lord pays the way. Third, I have the responsibility of ministry to a small house church congregation, the National Prayer Chapel. And then fourth, I have the responsibility for my personal witness in bringing people to Jesus. Now, I'm 78 years old. These are my areas of responsibility because I am on the vine, Jesus Christ. And that vine stretches all the way back to Calvary. And out of the blood that flowed at Calvary's tree, Jesus carries me. I praise his name. I worship him. He is the Almighty. And I trust in what he's doing in those four areas of personal ministry. And then in addition to that, I have my own personal life and ministry to my wife and my family, the hours of scripture and prayer, getting direction for what he wants me to do with each of those areas of responsibility. I take this very seriously. I could not deal with any of those areas of responsibility if I did not have the life-giving flow of the vine, Jesus Christ. He's the one who makes it possible. Now, if your life is about what would be fun today, Where do I go? Who do I talk to? What would give me pleasure today? What would make me happy today? Then know that you are directly connected to the vine of Sodom and Gomorrah. And if that vine is not giving you sufficient to carry you, then you've got to find creative ways to expand your vine connection with the tree of the knowledge of good and evil and your pleasure. And as you work on expanding your pleasure, whether that's getting a better job or whether that's finding somebody to live with or whether that, whatever it is, I want you to know that the flow out of Sodom and Gomorrah. It's utterly wicked. That the flow out of Sodom and Gomorrah will give you the the fruit of grapes that are filled with poison because it's not all working the way you thought it should work 
And so you have an angry spirit because your, your source is not well enough equipped to supply you with all you think you want. On the other hand, the vine, in John 15, supplies me with everything I want. Joy, peace, prosperity. So I have no bitter grapes filled with poison. I don't have any of those because I have given up everything of this world and I seek Jesus Christ alone. So I challenge you today, what vine are you connected to? Now, I also want to tell you that when you decide to transfer vines, you want to change vines, it can be very painful. There is a, a cutting process where you have to cut yourself off from the vine of Sodom and Gomorrah. And that's not easy, and it hurts where you begin to say, I want to have a life that flows out of Jesus Christ and not out of my own worldly lust. It means cutting off that lust. It means being crucified with Christ. It means I now am going to use my time and my energy and my money to serve others. Life in the vine with Jesus, what he supports, he doesn't support everything. He supports service to others, drawing their hearts to the cross of Jesus Christ. It's not about what I want. It's not about where I want to go. It's not about what I want to do. It's not about self-pleasure. It's about the cross of Jesus Christ, where we are crucified with him, where we deny ourself. What are we denying ourselves of? We're denying ourselves of the fields of Sodom and Gomorrah. And we're saying, my life is not going to be about taking care of me and mine. I am going to serve in whatever way Jesus would open for me. And I've been praying about that and saying, Lord, I believe there's supposed to be a door open for me with a church building where we can hold public meetings. Would you open that way, if I've understood you correctly, would you open the way for public meetings? Well, do I have the strength at this age to move into public meetings plus do 
radio, and YouTube? No, I don't. I have a broken leg. He's going to have to heal me. But he will. He will heal me. See now that I myself am he. There's no God beside me. This is Deuteronomy 32, verse 39. The Lord says, I put to death, and I bring to life. I have wounded, and I will heal. And no one can deliver out of my hand. Well, we're all in God's hand. You understand that? We're all in God's hand. His promise to me is that, yes, he has wounded me, but he will heal. And no one can deliver out of my hand. He's going to do what he intends to do with my life because I am firmly and solely feasting on the vine Jesus Christ. He is the vine. I am the branches. So what is your source of financial security? Is your source of financial security Jesus Christ? Or is it something out of your hedonistic life for which you must repent? you want to be connected to Jesus, you're going to have to deny yourself, take up your cross, and follow him. If you're not going to be feasting on the vine, Jesus, then you must be feasting on the vine of Sodom and Gomorrah. Now, let me be frank with you. Every one of us is connected to a vine. Most of you are unconscious of what that vine is that you are connected to. And many of you have been connected to the devil. And your support has come from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil almost all your life. Now, if you want to enter into eternal glory, you're going to have to transfer and only be connected to the vine, Jesus Christ. And it's going to cost you perhaps everything you've gained from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And you begin to give to him all that you have, and recognize that we are quickly, as a nation, going into a time of utter desolation, moral desolation, as well as financial desolation.
And how are you going to make it through that? Your savings will be gone. Your 401ks will disappear. The stock market will be gone. How are you going to survive? I was saying to Twyla this morning, if you are not connected to a vine and desolate desolation comes, you have two choices. Die, starve, or get connected to the real vine, Jesus Christ. And I'm praying that revival comes and you will make the decision that you will get connected with Jesus Christ and you will repent of your hedonistic, self-centered lifestyle of pleasure that you have lived most of your life or all of your life. It's a choice. I'm very grateful for the choice that I have made. I rest securely in Jesus Christ. Now, don't kid yourself and say, Oh, Pastor, I'm resting in Jesus too. But if you examine carefully, you'll find that you're connected to Sodom and Gomorrah. And then you're not resting in Jesus. And you're angry and you're bitter. You have to make that decision. It's not an easy one. These are two very different ways of living. I'm sitting in a restaurant. I've gotten acquainted with one of the workers as a casual part of his conversation with us. He shares that he is that he's waiting to buy a very specific car, and the Lord says, "You help him." Okay. What do you want me to do, Lord? Give him a thousand dollars. What? Yes. Thank you, Lord. I will do it. My money is not my own. My money belongs to Jesus. He's the one who has the right to tell me, give this person twenty dollars, give this person a thousand dollars. It's all his money. Well, Lord, what about a car for me? Don't worry about it. And then my wife hears, this is the amount of money you may spend for a car. Say, okay. Thank you, Lord. Now, Lord, what money do you want me to use? And where's the car? I'm not going to go searching for it. I'm going to trust Jesus to bring me the car he wants me to drive. 
It's not for me to choose what I drive. Oh, I would, I would like to have this car. Whoa. No. Lord, what would you like me to have? What would you like me to wear? Where would you like me to live? Every decision of my life is now submitted to Jesus, and I wait upon him. I wait on him. Literally wait. I stop. No forward progress. I wait on you, Jesus, to direct me, to bring to me, to tell me, because I live for you, Jesus. I don't live for myself anymore. I live for Jesus. So is your life today flowing out of Sodom and Gomorrah? Or is your life flowing out of Jesus Christ? Well, this is not what I'd planned to share with you today. I'll try to do that tomorrow. But it's what the Lord gave me to share with you. He wants you to come and get connected to his vine. He has a lot of joy and peace and happiness, financial resources. He has a lot he wants to pour into your life. But will you wait on him and do it? His direction? His way? Oh, Lord, we come to pray at the end of this broadcast today to lift up our hearts to you and say, Lord, you invited me to be connected with you and I'm full of joy and gladness that you are my vine. It feels frightening to have all the foliage cut away. And surely the foliage has been cut away from my life and my ministry. It's not my, it's not my life, is it, Jesus? And it's not my ministry, is it? It's yours. And so we have this little radio station and we have this few people who listen on the internet. And we have a small congregation. And Lord, we wait on you because you're the only one who can bring life into it. It's up to you if you breathe your breath into it. And I rejoice in you, Jesus, in what you're doing, the lives you're touching, the way you're moving through both of these mediums of outreach. I thank you, Jesus. I pray, O Lord, now that you would come in mighty strength and power. That I would not take one step that is not directed by you, the vine. 
and I wait on you to flow with health and strength and healing in my leg. I wait upon you to give us direction and clarity. I wait on you. I will not take a step forward until you give that direction. Lord, thank you for your immeasurable kindness and mercy and love. Thank you. So many times I've I've looked at what you've done for me in my life, and I'm embarrassed because I see the great distance between my righteousness and you. But I pray, O Lord, for showers of righteousness upon my life and upon the life of each person who's listening to this broadcast. Lord, send the showers of righteousness upon us and give us the courage to feast on your broken body and on your spilled blood. And we will rejoice, Jesus. Thank you. Now, Lord, I want to pray for the sick today. You told us to pray for the sick. Lord, I'm asking that you would move with power in healing today. The devil is an enemy who comes to steal and kill and afflict. I rebuke Satan in the name of Jesus. You may not afflict God's people. Take your hands off of every person who has a desire in their heart to be connected to Jesus Christ. Lord, come with great authority and great power, touching the sick now. Lord, I lift my hands before your throne, and I say, Almighty God, have your way. Have your release of sanity, your release of healing power. Lord, thank you. I pray in your mighty name. Amen. I hope this has expanded your thinking and you recognize that you are trailed by a vine. And it's your source. It's from which you will find your life. Either the devil's life, the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, or the tree of life from Jesus Christ. In Jesus we find healing. We find redemption. We find supply and source. I love you, my brothers and sisters. I hope you've understood. I'll talk to you soon.